Hey everybody, this is Diana Stemkowski. This is the uh, sales and marketing podcast for massage therapists. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that I think comes up a lot when we're talking about doing, you know, something in our business or um, our career is putting ourselves out there. And it's always you. You, I think we've all heard this before. And it sounds almost like a prescription for change when you want to do something different in your life. So it's like a nice prescription, but I know for me, when I was first hearing a lot of it, you know, over the years, I was like, well, how, how do I do that? Why would I do that? Yes, I want to change, but you know, in, in those circumstances, it was pre-coaching and I was just too scared of a lot of different things, which I'll mention in the podcast, you know, like my own discomfort, possible humiliation and rejection, whatever it was. So it's really, you know, you want to be clear on why you're putting yourself out there. Um, and we're going to going to examine that a little bit. So, you know, putting ourselves, putting ourselves out there really challenges us because it's, it's, is challenging what we believe to know and think is true about ourselves. And I, we, as humans, we stay in nice little tidy boxes whenever possible, where we're comfortable and safe and until we're not. And usually putting ourselves out there comes from a nudge deep inside that tells us we're just a little too comfortable a little too easy, things are a little too easy. Maybe there's a little bit of staleness in our lives or our careers, our businesses, whatever it is. There's something very redundant about what we're doing. It feels a little too safe. It's starting, we start getting restlessness with all that safety and that predictability maybe. And as humans though, we do like the comfort and ease. A lot of us think that you know, certain pinnacles, life pinnacles are reached, marriage, kids, career, educations, travel, healthy 401ks. You know, we, we think of those things as like, oh, we achieve these things. I'm going to um, go through life and, and take care of those things. And then I'm going to be done. We were, we missions have been accomplished and all those actions if we're, you know, if we really look deep enough, we're preceded by that same nudge. And those nudges fell into what we thought was expected of us or what, or what we wanted. So when we, at some point we stop listening to those nudges because we like the safety. We like what we think is the predictability. And we decided that at some point where we're done with challenges, we hit a certain age, you know, and I know a lot of people younger than me and I know a lot of other people, older people than me who are like, well, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with life. I'm done with the challenges. I'm just going to sit here and, and, and just, you know, basically let life just go by them. And that's their choice. But it's, you know, we, we've hit a, an achievement or set of achievements and we're like, yeah, we're done. And, and then we're either left wondering like, well, what's next? Or we're like, you know, yeah, that was really hard and uncomfortable. And I don't want to put myself in that position again. And you got to wonder why. And I think for, you know, we, we think we can rest for a while, then we'll tackle something else. Then life, whatever happens, gets in the way. 
And then we've sort of forgotten about that nudge and then it comes back, you know, it, it's, it, it's head rearing. It, we can't ignore it anymore. So, and then it, with that sort of complacency from, you know, stability, steadiness, um, we start to look at those nudges and interpret them as dangerous to our perceived equilibrium. They began to represent disruption or chaos and the, the opposite of the steady and the stable we want. And so we all know on a lot of levels that steady and stable are in the eye of the beholder. There are no guarantees of anything in life, including, including steady and stable. So why do we get so mightily attached to the idea that they should be guaranteed? I think that's where we mislead ourselves and it leads to a lot of suffering. Um, and so learning and using the skill of putting ourselves out there enables us to become more emotionally resilient. And I've mentioned this concept before, but I'll explain a, a bit more about it here. I look at emotional resiliency as the ability to weather circumstances with awareness, discernment, and equanimity. I love the word equanimity. It's like calmness and, and composure in difficult times. I think that's one of the definitions I read. So with emotional resiliency, we become tuned to ourselves and the situations around us. We decide how we want to react to those situations. And we choose to be as composed or as excited or as whatever it is we want to feel. And so we're, there's a lot of choice here in emotional resiliency. I am, yes, uh, somebody died, but I'm choosing to feel this way right now. And that could be grief, sadness, anger, denial, whatever it is. But knowing that you're choosing that and you have your reasons why. So instead of thinking that somebody died, I should fall apart or somebody died and I should grieve for a long time. Somebody died, I shouldn't be angry. <laughs> you know, those are, there are a lot more choices in life here um, that, you know, are in our control to make. So emotional resilience helps us weather change with more certainty and stability because that stability and certainty, we're creating it with how we're thinking. So putting ourselves out there builds that emotional resiliency skill. We get that stability and steadiness by our own thinking, what we're thinking about ourselves, what we're thinking about the situation, what are the feelings coming up and how we're assessing them. Are, are these emotions right now useful? Is this what I want to feel right now? And so that emotional resiliency is that this muscle we can build, it just evens us out, not the roller coaster ride that a lot of us have been used to for the majority of our lives. So putting ourselves out there can look a lot like a lot of things. You know, I, I was trying to think of all the examples when I was writing this, but, you know, going on a dating website after divorce, going on a, a dating website after your spouse died, becoming better at public speaking, opening up a new business, changing careers, uh, moving to another continent, deciding not to be a doctor or a lawyer, um, 
these all have common things in practice, basically. And that's overcoming our own discomfort, tapping into our courage and taking a leap with no known landing point. And we, we, you know, it feels that way when you're doing it, but the more you do it, you know, your landing point is going to be like, I have grown exponentially because I, I put myself out there in this way. I am making, you know, incremental or sometimes exponent, exponential changes in who I am every time I put myself out there. And so whatever putting yourself out there looks like asking somebody out on a date, um, there was one example, which I always found amusing, you know, you're in a nice restaurant and you ordered a steak and it wasn't to your liking. A lot of people would just say, I'm eating that damn steak. (laughs) They're not going to send it back because they feel uncomfortable doing that. And so one of the things that I remember someone saying um, in whatever book I was reading about, you know, really challenging yourself was like, send that steak back. And whatever you want to interpret that to mean, (laughs) you know, Putting yourself out there could be a, something very small that no one else would even notice. It could be buying a house, getting married, getting divorced, whatever it is. So it's all in the eye of the beholder. So we're when we're putting ourselves out there, it's we risk embarrassment, we risk humiliation. Ultimately, I think we all risk think we're risking rejection by people in our circle, our family, or the, you know, our colleagues. And it's, it's another way of saying we're being vulnerable. And for a lot of people, this is terrifying, you know, showing your weaknesses, showing that you're, you know, you're deeply uncomfortable and you don't have that self-assured air. You don't have that, uh, no big deal, way about you. You're just like, I'm really nervous about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So another way to describe putting ourselves out there is being uncomfortable with our discomfort and, and proceeding anyway. Part of the idea here is that the more you put yourselves out there, ourselves out there, we're we are getting more comfortable with our discomfort. And so that discomfort doesn't have the power over us as it used to. Because feeling, you know, really uh, wallowing in our own discomfort doesn't help us take step forward, steps forward. It doesn't help us feel confident. It doesn't help us do a lot of things. So discomfort is just a part of life. Discomfort could be fear, anxiety, doubt, whatever it is. We just don't feel settled in our body. We feel restless and twitchy and nervous and everything else. So we, you know, we do and don't do a lot of things in order to lessen our, the amount of discomfort that we're feeling. So And yet another way to describe putting ourselves out there is that we challenge ourselves to build self-confidence. I think that's one of the biggest byproducts of putting ourselves out there. I did it. I did it. It was, it felt awful. It was nerve wracking and it was not, I wasn't settled in my body. I wasn't confident. I did it anyway. And like, by God, I did it. And there's like a huge burst of self-confidence that, you know, you, you're, 
I, I remember I did something earlier this summer that I was really uncomfortable doing, but I did it. I set up, I, I, um, I drew up a sign that said, you know, free coaching on, you know, cause I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to engage with people in a coaching way, person to person. And so I went to a neighborhood grocery store or a co-op and I sat outside and had my sign up and had two chairs and it was free. And I was just going to just welcome the experience, even if no one talked to me, even if people did talk to me. So I decided on what time I was going to allow a lot this experiment, talk to the people inside to the in, in the co-op to make sure it was okay, and planned on being there on a Tuesday afternoon for 90 minutes. And I was. I didn't talk to a single person. I had people just buzzing by me. I realized, you know, later on, grocery stores are not the thing to do because people are very, I know I am about this in grocery stores. So I just go to the grocery store, I shop, I leave. I don't you know, loiter and talk to people outside. So, but I did it. I just wanted to put myself out there. I was basically sending a message to the universe saying, yep, I'm willing to risk this. <laughs> and it, for like two days, I was floating because I felt so confident. I was like, so proud of myself. So just, I was like, so pleased with, I didn't give up. I kept doing, I kept taking steps. And there's another example I use a lot is, um, which I think explains the benefits of putting ourselves out there pretty clearly is public speaking. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest fears in people. It's fascinating to me. I know it's always been one of mine and I, I have horrible flashbacks to when I was in school um, elementary school, high school, college, and just being like, oh, you know, and I would avoid classes that had public speaking in them. If we had to do any kind of presentation, whether it was a group or individually, I would go out of my way. And I recognized this was limiting me, but I just did not at that point want to confront my own fear. I just like, oh, I'll do that at some other point when I'm ready, you know, the, the stories we tell ourselves. And so I, you know, to me, it involved very nervousness, very nervous gut, very uh, nauseating <laughs> and um, just not even thinking about it would I would break out into a sweat. So one day I said to myself, one day I'll join a, a public speaking group and get over this fear. So I did that in the summer of 2019. I joined the Toastmasters club in, in, in town and uh, met some wonderful people. It was an incredible experience to be supported. They saw how nervous I was. And they, they, all of them said, we've all been where you are now before. We all have felt what you feel. We're going to hold you in this safe space while you learn how to be an effective public speaker. And so I'm not, I'm no longer a member, but I, I, I think of Toastmasters very highly in the sense that, you know, I wanted to be a better communicator. I wanted to talk to more than one person at a time and not, you know, yes, I'm going to, you know, make an ass out of myself. I tend to do that. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to be someone different and there was that nudge. So I heeded that nudge of change. So I got that huge boost of confidence. I felt, you know, I felt more confident in my body. 
even if I was not in, in front of a group of people, I felt more confident about talking about things that were really important to me and taking the time to, to uh, really think about what I was saying and being clear in what I was saying and taking the time to really focus on how can I make this simpler? How can I communicate this with more confidence simply and just become more effective communicator. And so that's, you know, I wouldn't be on this podcast without that class, without that particular uh, club. So it, to me, it was another aspect of this too, is that um, when we're not, you know, heeding that nudge, we're not really ourselves. We're not, you know, for me in this particular case with public speaking, I was self-censoring constantly. I was watching every word I said. I would only say something when I was very clear on what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. And it just became like, it would take me time to figure out what I thought was a, an appropriate response. And so I got much better at what they call extemporaneous speaking. Like you're asked a question. You're standing up in front of the, the club and they ask you, okay, I've got this. How would you describe your first experience with, um, I don't know, driving a car? And so you had two minutes to extemporaneously speak about your own experience using the, the, the criteria of effect, effective public speaking as defined by Toastmasters. And so you just got, you built up the skill like being on your toes and that's what I felt I needed. So I digress. Um, I think with this putting myself out there, um, you know, to me, discomfort became my guide to what I did. You know, what was my next um, putting myself out there moment, my challenge moment. And it's these challenging moments have become much part of my daily routine and that could be posting something where, you know, I'm trying to communicate with my people and I do not feel 100% certain <laughs> or confident about what I'm saying, but I'm going to put it out there. And, you know, we, we risk the rejection. We risk judgment if we're not sure of what, how people are going to react, which is the point. It's just, we don't know how people are going to react and we don't want to predicate our further actions on what we think other people will do or don't, won't do. So, I think I'm, and also I want to clarify something here too, is I'm a big fan of impulsive in the moment, courage, sort of put myself out there moments. Um, but I'm not up there yet. There are things that I've, I've, I've steadily started to do without even thinking about them. I say, yes, yes, I'll do this clubhouse thing for an hour for however many weeks with you. I've never been on clubhouse. Don't know how it works, but let's do it. Why not? And I myself like to do some prep work. I like to prepare myself for my own discomfort. I want to work with my own discomfort. Um, yes, I'm, I'm taking some of the risk of it out, but I also look at these little steps forward as going beyond what I have done in the past about it, which was nothing. So putting yourself out there can look like big impulsive actions. Putting yourself out there could be the little things that you do a little bit every day or once a week or every month. So 
putting yourself out, out there doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It can look like all kinds of things. And if you're wondering, you know, how you, you determine what those put yourself out there moments are, use your own level of discomfort. So I'm finding the more putting myself out there moments I engage in, the less prep I need. And there was something um, during the coach certification process I was in, um, there was a concept called dare of the day, which was specifically designed to build your own self-confidence. And it was, that could be anything really, but it was geared more toward taking specific steps on the things you wanted to create something in your business, maybe. And that's what I'm inviting you to do. Listen to your nudges, take action from that listening and put yourself out there in whatever steps will take you forward repeatedly, regularly, keep redefining who you believe yourself to be. Keep stretching what you think is possible for yourself. So today could be sign up for that dance class, even though you don't have a partner have that conversation with a client who's been kind of fluid and flexible with your time you know, and when they arrive for your sessions. Go to that networking meeting and talk to five different new people. Whatever it is, tap into self-love and excitement. Tap into courage and compassion. So, and if you need help figuring out the best way to put yourself out there, like I said, what scares you the most? could be anywhere in any part of your life. What scares you the most doing that conversation with your mother, that, um, the job transfer, I'm applying for another job. You got to, you know, your colleagues, you anticipate maybe possibly negative reactions from your colleagues. What are, what scares you right now? Or, you know, you can take baby steps. Like I talked to, you know, like you're preparing yourself to take another step and another step and another step, or you could do the big grand gesture of like one big, like, okay, I'm going to go skydiving today. So this is a muscle we're building this emotional resilience, this self-confidence booster, no judgment on what happens after you put yourself out there. No looking at, well, that didn't work. No saying to yourself like, well, yeah, you sucked at that. Well, and don't look at it. It's like, well, you made an ass out of yourself. Don't look at it that way. What I would recommend is that you evaluate your putting yourself out there actions. Meaning you go into these put yourself out there actions, these activities, and they are to build confidence, but they're also about not judging um, you know, not talking down to yourself. They're about like, okay, if I did this again, what would I do differently? What did I learn about myself from this act, putting myself out there? What surprised me about this whole experience? Was it easier or more difficult than I thought when I was, after I started? What can I do? You know, what would I, like I said, do differently next time? You know, not make it more difficult necessarily. We don't, that's the, the level of difficulty here is not the point. Is it moving you toward, is it, are you heeding the nudge? Are you tapping into that nudge to determine what direction that nudge is a push in a direction? Which direction is it pushing you toward? 
So that's what your evaluation should be. It's kind of like, okay, did I, I did this. This is really important to me. I kind of know why I just had this compulsion to do this thing just to see what would happen because you're just going to get more information the more you put yourself out there. This is where I don't want to go ever again. I don't need to do this. This is where it was rocky. I know I'm going to have to do it again. So how can I improve? How can I look at this differently? So I'm not maybe as nervous. How can I empower myself to make this more the experience of than I of I, what I want rather than you know being really not happy with what the result is. So it's there is an evaluation process which I think is really handy to use in any situation and putting yourself out there moments is something you can evaluate. So anyway, I just I think this is a great topic. It comes up a lot. Um, you'll know when it's one of those things that you should put yourself out there for. Either you've, you've had the nudge, someone has kind of nudged you along and you kind of agree, but you're afraid to agree. It, it could look like any number of things, but definitely discomfort is a guide. So that's what I have for you this week. Uh, let me know any comments or questions, or please leave a review of my podcast. That would be great too. Um, I will see you or talk to you next week. Have a great week yourself. Take care.